Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact that they were meant to make. So close, but so far. That's what we're going to explore today. But first, I have a funny papers episode. This is a personal story that happened, oh, somewhere in 2021 when I was solo cleaning. And I still do technically solo clean on houses. So over the course of my lifetime, I've struggled with anger turning into wrath. Little things would set me off. Hence, holes in drywall when I was in high school and college and young adulthood. Over the last 10 years, I've been able to get reins and put some parameters and some controls around that. So I don't break out in wrath very often. But you ever have those scenarios where there's like just a, a, what they call like a comedy of errors where a number of things happen, like dominoes, like one thing happens and it's like, oh, why that happened? And then the second and then the third and then the fourth. And the normal person, we might just laugh it off. Other people might cry. But the one that gets wrathful, anger, can really explode. And the more you get angry, the worse things happen. It's really kind of humorous, I suppose, if someone was watching. It's kind of like when I was a kid <laughs> And my stepdad, Paul, will remember this, and he would look outside at me as I'm doing my chores and I'm raking the leaves and here comes the, the, the bugs are starting to get in my face and I'm getting a little irritated by it. So I like move over to a different part of the yard. Like that's going to escape the swarm of bugs. That's my middle school mindset. Go to a different area, rake over there. They're getting me again with the bugs. So I'm like, so I go in the garage, oh, get them, get the can of Raid bug spray and spray them in the air. Then the gust of wind blows right back in my face. Ah! And my stepdad's watching all of this and he's laughing. And Hey, dad, maybe you might want to get me some water and some soap and a towel. Now you just sit at the window and stare and laugh at me. Thanks. Anyway, so that's what dumb things can happen when you get angry. You just do things that make no sense especially if you're a middle school teenage boy, as I was. So here is an example of me as a 40-something-year-old young boy. (laughs) But but actually, I did pretty well in the end. I didn't blow up. So I get home from work. I guess it was somewhere in the summertime. And we have a mailbox that's nestled in some foliage. So there's lots of weeds that grow. And you know what happened? Somewhere along the line, we had a storm and someone hit our mailbox. I forget exactly what happened, but the mailbox got demolished and the back fell off of it and it's somewhere buried in the weeds. There's no back on the mailbox. So I go home from work. I was tired. I cleaned three houses. I was very tired. And it was before I changed my cleaning totes, I still used a bucket that had a handle on it, and the bucket would swing. And if the bucket was not evenly weighted, then the bucket could tip. So that's a little bit of um, 
know, foreboding of the potential future. So I wanted to get my cleaning products out of my car and place them in an area where they were, you know, kind of safe from the elements. It was really hot. So first thing I do is I grab my cleaning bucket and I have my lunch bag and I go over to the mailbox and I'm tired, but I'm, I'm happy. I get home, I get to see my wife, I get to see my kids. I go to the mailbox and I open the front door of the mailbox and zoom, here comes a car zooming by. So I have to step back in. Like, oh, okay, all right. So there's another car. It's like all of a sudden the road was empty and now there's like 40 cars happen to be coming by at the same time. So I got to wait for the car. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll, fine, I'll wait for him. And then I finally get my opening. I go in, put my hand in the mailbox and I push the mail right through because there's no back on it. And all the mail goes right into the weeds. And the weeds were like three and a half feet high. So now I have to like dig into the weeds to get the mail. I lean over to dig in to get the mail, still holding the bucket in my right hand. As I lean, remember that handle and the bucket that dangles off the handle? As I lean, I hear thump, 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 thump. Clink. That would be the stainless steel metal clink and all the spray bottles and sponges and everything else I had in the bucket completely turned upside down and also dumped into the weeds with the mail and also some on the driveway. So now the mail is in the weeds. All my cleaning supplies are rolling down the driveway, some in the weeds what would the 14-year-old Ken have done and the 24-year-old Ken and possibly the 34-year-old Ken? I would have done what my dad did when I went golfing with him in high school when he had a bad shot that went into the pond there because then when he was able to fish the ball out and he put the ball down and he hit it right back in, he got so angry, he threw his entire bag of clubs into the water. Oh my goodness, that was the best. Why did he do that? It makes no sense. He was angry and it justified it with his anger. So my 34, 24, 14-year-old for sure reaction to what I was doing is I would have probably taken the rest of my cleaning bucket and hurled it across the street into my neighbor's yard. Then I would have punched my mailbox and probably got my knuckles to bleed. And then I still wouldn't have been satisfied And I would have kicked the wooden post of the mailbox and probably jammed one of my toes. (laughs) So these are the kind of things that I would do. But in this case, I'm thinking, okay, comedy of errors, great. Nothing else is going to happen. Now I lean over without the mail that I wasn't able to get, without things in the bucket, and I lean over to pick up things to put in my bucket. There's the lunch bag hanging around my neck. And when I lean over, it wasn't closed. And what was left of my lunch bag with my water bottle and a couple bars and like an apple I never finished, they also joined my cleaning supplies on the driveway. Oh my goodness. So here comes the lesson in patience and humility that I now can do as a 44-year-old. And I can tell this story because it's funny. So I've learned that as I get angrier, it speeds up time. And I have less and less control, and that triggers the rage. And so in this case, what I did 
was I just slowed things down to super slow motion and I put the bucket down so slow and obnoxiously that there'd be no way I could ever drop it again. I placed it down softly on the ground, put my lunch bag softly next to it, safely away from the street. I took a couple deep breaths. I was very slow. I went into the weeds, got the mail, put him in the lunch bag, closed the mailbox door, got the cleaning supplies, put them back in my cleaning bucket, put the cleaning bucket back where I wanted it to, picked up my food, maybe I should do this first, put it in my lunch bag with the mail, put the lunch bag around my neck again, zipped it up, took all this time, put a big smile on my face and said, congratulations, Ken, you didn't freak out like you used to. But still, if there was a camera somewhere, it would have been funny to watch the surveillance of me dropping everything. All right, there we go. Maybe that was funny, maybe not. What do you guys think? Over the past several months, you've seen a tremendous shift in my personal cleaning brand as it moved from Carfagno Cleaning, which is 50% house cleaning, 50% office cleaning, to Carfagno Commercial Cleaning and the C3 Experience, which is now 90% office cleaning, probably 95% actually. When I cleaned houses in my first solo cleaning business, I had a certain type of house and customer that I wanted. This is what made me so successful as a solo cleaner. The only aspect that I did not master was geographic optimization, as I was still traveling on my cleaning days up to an hour each way. I sought to change that in my second solo cleaning business in Pennsylvania and was on the right track. I took on houses and offices in a tighter geographic window than I did in New York. However, I wasn't getting the most optimized customers. Some were low profit, some were high drama. In fact, I made a hard decision in early 2021 to fire my first client because they were not a good fit for my company. I explained the process in the podcast episode why I fired my first client, linked in the show notes. The people were very kind and the mission of the organization was awesome. However, we were spending two hours there for $500 per month when I had other offices earning $600 a month for one hours of work. As a side note, by the way, I was working with my two oldest kids as my helpers. So solo cleaner with my two kids helping me. I knew it was a process, so therefore I was willing to work through my ISO model until total optimization was achieved per my goals. In other words, I stuck out that one office even though it didn't pay well because we needed the revenue, we needed the work, and I needed to earn some more clients to replace them before I could get rid of them. That was my ISO model for solo cleaning. Also, a new freedom vision interrupted all of these plans. I hired Coach Josh to help build my company that I could leave PA while my family traveled to Florida. This was awesome. It was the ultimate test. What would it take? I've answered this in so many other episodes and freedom reports. I don't have to hash this out again. In this episode, I want to focus on one very specific aspect, defining your ideal customer. Josh helped me to do this over the summer. I had cleaned all sorts of commercial buildings over the years. My favorites were the low drama, high professional, high profit ones that I noticed fell into these niches. They were small professional 
like a, a wealth management or insurance company or a law firm or a dental. These are great. A lot of them are closed one or two days of the week and get in there early. Medical offices, chiropractors included, physical therapists, these are great offices. Professionals, right? These three niches were the ones I decided to hone in on as I built my Project 100, which ultimately turned into a Project 250 in the fall. Ultimately, my new business is loaded with the exact offices I wanted because I chose them, I targeted them, and I executed the right work to get them. We just onboarded five new buildings in December and January. One of these buildings is 10,000 square feet with beautiful offices and executive areas and marble floors in several of the rooms. They even have a conference room that has one of those like epic conference tables you know, pass the salt when that's actually something different. But the conference table is like the boardroom with you could have like uh, 25 people sitting at it. It's huge. The room is massive. But this is the kind of place this is. We visit this building twice per week for $1,375 per month. It's super easy to clean and it's the closest of all my customers to my house. Amazing building, great price, great profit, very simple, very clean. To say this is an ideal customer would be an understatement. As I was packing up my things during the initial cleaning, an interesting thought occurred to me. I stared across the parking lot into the school next door. Inside that school was the customer that we fired a year ago. That school was a gift for a short time when we needed it. But it was the wrong customer for our business model in many ways. It was low profit and high drama. However, the location was an A+. I thought this as I looked across these parking lots. So close, but yet so far. Here are two buildings basically next to each other. One was our starting 2021 client, And another was our starting 2022 client. They were so close geographically, yet so far in how ideal they are to the C3 business model. I packed up and drove away feeling so grateful for the types of customers we now onboard in our commercial cleaning business. And it's not by accident. So let's assess this podcast episode. What am I saying here? In my first business, there were some great advances as I optimized on the specific type of customer, but I wasn't very good at optimizing on geography. I could have done much better. In my second solo cleaning business, I was really good at optimizing on geography because I made it a point, but I wasn't very good at optimizing on a specific customer. I was taking whatever came, this led to me taking the super close customer, but the wrong customer that I had to fire. And then when I started doing the Project 100 and ultimately putting 250 offices, these are offices that I knew that they were within the ideal customer that I had pre-selected. See, I designed my business the way that I wanted it. This is what Josh was teaching me. And this is what comes from the book Traction by Gino Wickman. It's a great book. 
And that's what I wanted. I wanted a certain type of customer. And so I put those types of customers on my list. And those are the only ones I was going to contact and target. And so when I got new customers, it would be from that list. And therefore, they would fit my ideal client. So the second piece of this is geography. This is where I went wrong in the first business. I figured out the clients, but then I never optimized on geography. In the second business, I did the other way around, except now I'm on the second business still, but I'm on the second version of it because now I'm scaling and I have a coach. So I'm doing more of the way I did it the first time. I've chosen the right customer, but I'm also choosing the ideal geography. So when I targeted essentially 250 companies, they are all within my geography. And so I've pre-selected the geographic window on the map and I've pre-selected the type of businesses. So as I market to that list, I will get some of the exact type of clients I want. I hope you found this episode helpful. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.